Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic-Con. If you go to denvercomiccon.com, you can buy tickets right now to 2013 Denver Comic-Con. With me always is... Brad. And... James. I'm Ryan, and we have a special guest today. Introduce Hi. yourself, sir. My name is Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi, Hi, Dan. And how do you know this podcast person? Um, well, uh, I know James uh, via work. I'm a friend of James. Yeah. Dan's good people. Of James's. And he came saw the movie with us and is hanging out. He yeah. did. Hey, Dan, what movie did we see this week? We saw Hansel and Gretel uh, Vampire Diaries. What, <laughs> 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 what the fuck was it? Uh, Witch Hunters. Witch, yeah. Witch Hunters, that's it right. It has like three title cards, so it's hard it to does. It, it, really does. it really does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. I, like, like at one point it came up in the newspaper, like Hansel and Gretel. I was like, oh, there's the title card. That's cool. They got it in there. And then later it was like, no, this is the motherfucking title card. Well, yeah, well no, first good. remember, they started as Hansel and Gretel. But the oh, title yeah. card went through their origin, and at the end of their origin, they became witch hunters. Dude, come on. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah, I got you. Hey, guess what? If you've never listened to Real Nerds Podcast, thanks for downloading us. Just or so you know, streaming. Or streaming on Stitcher Radio. We go see a new movie every week. We talk about that movie. But that's not all we do. Brad, what else do we do? Well, we usually start off the show by uh, reading all the mail that we got for the week. But because uh, we got so much hate mail last week, we didn't get any mail this week <laughs> because of James. Oh, um, yeah. And then, James, we also do a comic book. You have a comic book for me this week? Oh, yeah, I do. Love it. Also, we talk about what we've been watching. Jeez, is that what you said? No, you talked about fan mail. Yeah. <laughs> also, what we've I been was trying watching. to go in order, but yeah, you can jump around like that. Yeah, it's no big deal. How about those DVD releases we do? Yeah, we, yeah, also we do talked DVDs. about that. And, and what was big last week at the box office? Yeah, and the box office numbers. And we so, just sneak in a little, you know, cuddle, cuddle up with some news. And thing. how clever I am, I call it real news, R-E-E-L. Which Remember is, movie reels, guys? Yeah, it's like the show. Yeah, Remember that dude who was mad at us as if we didn't know what a movie reel was? Oh, yeah. Man. And he ate our candy. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> that was the thing that made us the most angry. Right? Fucking asshole. Comes, takes oh, our man. candy in, tells us But we're you know stupid. what? We'll have more candy and more things for you to do this year at Denver Comic Con 2013. Go to DenverComicCon.com to buy your tickets. We're going to have some awesome prizes. I have we some are. shit lined up, man. We are. So it should be fun. Like, you know, limited edition issues of stuff. Seriously. Hey, James, what's our Twitter account so people can tweet us? Uh, it's real underscore nerds, and the underscore is important because there's some other guys. Named Real Nerds. And we also have an email address, realnerds at gmail.com. Yeah. Call us, 720-6-NERDS-5. You can like us on Facebook. I just got an email, congratulations from Facebook, by reaching 100 likes. Oh, good. So um, cool. it has a, actually a coupon, James, that I'll talk to you about later. Oh, cool. About Ooh. advertising. Ooh, Facebook coupons. Oh, man. That's so, my favorite Since coupons. you've already you know done it, then maybe you have a better idea of how to use it. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Thanks for well, listening. And all of those ways you can get in touch with us, we just got a big old batch of stickers in the mail. If you want some stickers, send us a message somewhere private where not everyone will see your, your address, and we'll send you however many you need, and, you know, just be reasonable. Free of charge. Put them, stick them out there somewhere, you know. Don't, like, put them in the back of a drawer. You yeah, know? free of charge. Do us a favor. Free of charge. Absolutely. Because already, you're helping us promote our podcast, so oh, yeah. thanks. And it'll happen quick. I already mailed some today, so thank Let's you. start the show, boys. Not very much fan mail this week. No, just a couple things. Uh, a couple things. One of the coolest things is the Telluride Horror Show gave us a shout out to, um, do you have Twitter up by any chance, James? Oh, I'm pulling it up right awesome, now. Awesome, because I'd forget the director's name of the best worst movie and the American Scream. Um, but they he tweeted, is there any good podcast? And Telluride Horror Show tweeted us and said, we're a great podcast. Sweet. So that was awesome. Telluride Horror Thanks, Show. Telluride. It's, what is the computer? Uh, a lot of colors. You can't understand it, James. What's going on there? Oh, no. There's just... Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm confused by computers. I look at them and I don't know. Oh, here we go. Oh, well, here's the problem. He's just at best worst movie on. Uh, there we go. Michael Stevenson. Michael Come Stevenson. Now. So yeah, hopefully Michael Stevenson listened to our podcast. And I also gave a shout out to Scott Derrickson who directed Sinister, who was in my top ten movies. And I said, Hey Scott, thanks for you know. Uh, just so you know, Sinister is my in my top ten movies of the year. And he said, Thanks. That's awesome. No, he mm-hmm. said sweet. Yes. Which is uh, actually he said fantastic, James. Read Whatever. The, I'm just saying Twitter. he didn't say thanks with all that indignation that you put on it. Mm. Yeah. It well, was cool. I, I was doing like the thanks, like did cool dude, awesome story. <laughs> but he interpreted it as, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, thanks. no name podcast. Yeah. Hey, we have yeah. Really gave me a great shout out yeah, there. Thanks. <laughs> no, but he's really cool. He followed us and that he responded to my tweet was terrific. <laughs> no oh god edit that out of the show oh, no do god. not edit that out of the show that was brilliant oh, oh. one day you'll appreciate my brilliance oh shit appreciate it James okay. appreciate not it not the only tweet we got it's not the only tweet we got we got one more yeah uh, <laughs> Matty O'Connor tweeted us and said thanks for the uh, review of Guns, Drugs, and Synergy I call it a mexploitation film uh, keep up the awesome show thank you and um, Brad you saw thanks, that Brad. at the Emerging Filmmakers Project, yep. Yeah, where yeah. was that held out? Was that the Bug Theater? The Bug Theater, yep. That's cool. Every but third Thursday. Nice. Of the month. Yeah, and you can check cool out, uh, there's a link on our Twitter page. You can check out the trailer. And, you know, it's always cool to see filmmakers trying to make their mark. And according to Brad, this guy did. So Yeah, yeah. the trailer doesn't highlight uh, a lot of the comedy aspects. It highlights more of the action. But trust me, it's funny. Cool. Very yeah. cool. So, yeah. Slow mail week. Yeah. Maybe everybody's like, you know what? January sucks for movies anyways. That's we don't okay. even pay That's attention okay. to them. Did you get any mail? No. <laughs> <laughs> he got some bills. and His, his W-2 came in the mail. But yeah, I got, I got all those You could read bills. us all yeah. those numbers. That would be great. And it's like 6-8-1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. cool. So, again, you can email us, realnerds at gmail.com. You can tweet us, real underscore nerds. Leave a message on our Facebook page. We will always respond and read it unless there's a day comes when we have thousands of them and We'll pick, <laughs> and then we'll just start a different podcast where we just read mail. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be our <laughs> no one will listen podcast. to that show. The Real Nerds Mail Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> two hours. Do you of remember mail. those days when I used to beg people to like you know send us their their spam and shit like that? Just forward us their spam. That day is gone. I don't beg for that. Actually, you could still do that. That would there's be a time when you used to there's a time when you used to uh, invite people to go to a movie with me and it got no responses. Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Hey, we did. Do you want to go see? <laughs> Whatever the fuck that movie was, like Phantom of the Opera or something, with Brad, just let me know. I you mean, know what? We'll pay that, a ticket that, that is a everyone stand, declined. That is a standing offer always. Yeah. yeah. At any point, if you ever want to go see a movie with Brad, I will pay for your ticket to see a movie yeah, with Brad. Yeah, so call us at 720-6-5 and leave your name, number, and description of what you look like, and Brad will take you out <laughs> on town. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Too far. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So thanks again. Man, right away into stuff we've been watching. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Well, it's a good thing because I watched a shitload. I went to a couple local uh, places around here that have where you trade in your old crap and get new crap. Yeah. Like and Second Spin, where I went a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Second Spin. I went to there, um, and I also went to a place called Tradesmart. So, I... You know I've been watching, try to watch every Robert Downey Jr. movie. I'm really close. I've seen 33, and he's in 39 movies. Wow. So I'm really close. Um, 
So I got a few of those, and I got a bunch of other movies. So I'll I'll talk about some of them really quick. The first movie I watched this week was called Two Girls and a Guy, that stars Robert Downey Jr., Heather Graham, it, and this other girl. Is it like a porn? I, you know what? When he when he was really on heroin and just needed a lot of cash. Probably, um, but you know, I think the director of this movie—he's the, the director and writer—was more is more in love with Robert Downey than I am. Oh wow! Because the movie is literally three characters that are stuck in this apartment. The premise is is he's an actor, and this one Heather Graham is waiting for her boyfriend outside his apartment to come back. And I forget this other girl's name. She's not a very good actress, so she's waiting for him <laughs> to come back as well. And they don't realize they're talking about the same guy. So then they find out they're talking about the same guy. They break into his apartment, wait for him to come home. And here's a really eerie part. So obviously the person who was researching the movie, the writer, um, was researching flights that he would be taking back from Los Angeles to New York. He took American Flight 11, which is one of the most popular flights from New York to L.A. and back. And that was one of the planes that crashed in the Trade Center. Wow. So it's a little I'm like because she said, oh, yeah, he's flying American 11. I'm like, I've heard that fucking before. Oh, man. So that's kind of uh, crazy. But anyways, um, the movie is literally. That would, that would have made for a very dark film. Yeah. So it's Robert Downey Jr. acts in it, obviously, sings, dances, does a Shakespeare monologue. What? It's literally just showcasing his amazing ability to act. And he's really good in it. The rest of the movie is meh. Um, what, where, how do they get excuses for him to dance and sing? Because he comes home and the girls are hiding from him because they don't want him to know that they're in his apartment. Yeah. And he comes home and he leaves a message for his mom first. Then he leaves a message for the one girl talking about how he just wants to fuck her. Then he leaves a message for another girl how he just wants to see her. And then he goes over to the piano and starts playing his song. Oh, yeah, he plays piano. Playing her song and <laughs> oh. singing. And then he looks at himself in the mirror and starts singing. And uh, But there's some really funny bits in it. There's a part where... Uh, the one girl picks up Heather Graham's picture and she's looking at it. Then she pulls a picture and her picture's behind it. So whoever's seeing him, he moves their picture back and forth. Uh, it's it's if you like Robert Downey Jr. like I do, it's enjoyable enough. Um, but the rest of it's okay because I never thought Heather Graham was that great of an actress. Yeah, and the other girl is not that good either. But Robert Downey Jr. is amazing in it because you know he's like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sing and dance now. Um, yeah. Apparently, it has an uncut NC-17 out there. Uh, well, there is a pretty uh, provocative blowjob scene in it. Oh, wow. And then he eats her asshole at one point. But, but <laughs> what? there's... <laughs> what is this movie? But there is no... What? But there is no nudity, so... How do you eat someone's asshole without them being naked? Uh, he lifts up her skirt and just oh. dives right in, oh, sir. all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's two girls and a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw, oh, wow. uh, for the first time, Home for the Holidays, which also stars Robert. Yeah. He's kind of actually a uh, co-star in it. Um, he plays um, Holly Hunter's gay brother. <laughs> and uh, there's some really funny bits in this movie. It's directed by Jodie Foster. Um, and fucking Brad. Um, it's it's about a dysfunctional family. And there's really some funny bits in it. It's more of like a drama mixed with a comedy. Yeah, Steven Gutenberg's in it. Steve Gutenberg? Yeah, but he's only in it for, I don't know, 10 minutes, oh, wow. and then he goes away. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is really good in it, too, and so is Holly Hunter. I mean, they kind of steal the movie. Huh. And so the whole movie's actually buoyed by their great performances. And uh, Charles Dunning, I think, is the name of the father. And yeah. he, he just recently passed away, um, but he's really, really good in it. Uh, so It's actually just Charles Durning. Durning? Yeah. Uh, Charles Dunning, I think, is the, the black actor who was in a sitcom. 
Mm. It sounds but, familiar. Yeah, I, I can't remember. If, if you hadn't immediately then said that he was dead, I would have let it go. But then I was like, well, we can't misquote a dude's name. <laughs> yeah. dead. That's unfair. But he's a really big character actor. Um, cool. And he was in lots of movies. And the, the actors are really great in the movie. The movie's pretty good. So, yeah, you should check that one out. It's basically just about his functional family. Is it and, one that you'll watch every Christmas now? Um, it's more of a Thanksgiving movie. Really? So, yeah, it's a Thanksgiving movie. Wow, there's not a lot of those. It's like trains, no. planes, and automobiles, and that's it. Yeah. And uh, one of the reasons, when I, I went with our friend Joe, and he says he watches it every Thanksgiving. Wow. And watching it, I said, yeah, it's a pretty funny movie. I could watch it. It's one of those movies you have to kind of watch again to get all the little quick jokes in it. Um, then uh, a movie that I haven't seen in forever and is pretty badass is Reign of Fire. Oh, hell yes. Um, you know, I think it came out in 2001. Is that the dragon movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's yeah. the movie where with Matthew Christian Bale and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh. And what's cool about it is it's a post-apocalyptic world brought on by dragons. Yes. And I forgot about how like cheesy the opening is, but after you get past the opening, it's freaking awesome. Yeah, I guess. Like with the kid and the yeah, and his mom dies. The dragon scrapes his mom's face. I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but you know, for two thousand one, the dragon is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, like the it CGI is. in it is the way it moves, pretty... the design and like the yeah. sounds of it. It's it's really cool because there's you know there's I've just forgot so much about the movie. The part where they jump out of the helicopter and are trying to capture that dragon yes. is badass. It's so awesome. Yeah. Oh. So and it's. I mean, it's it's Christian Bale like before he sort of blew up with the Batman movie. He's still really good at and it, and he's great. It's maybe my favorite Matthew McConaughey movie. Oh, it has which, to be. I mean, how many? <laughs> that that list has like five movies on it. Well, frailty. But, yeah, Contact. frailty. I really love Sahara. Uh, oh yeah, Contact. Yeah. Contact. yeah. <laughs> Jodie Foster again. Yeah. Uh, he's got a movie out, actually, that was at Sundance this week called Mud that is maybe the most interesting movie coming out of Sundance for me. Like, the trailer looks great. Uh, but, yeah, I love it. So Rain the movie's, Fire. like, cool, though, and they even, uh, I mean, as being a kid again, you know, they say, oh, man, there's a really big dragon that just is so evil, <sighs> and he's, you know, perched on top of the castle, and he's just the whole time, he's, oh, this is so fucking cool. Yeah. And you wish the movie caught on a little more. Because uh, well, I, I I every complaint I have ever heard about it has to do with the whole like oh there's only one male dragon uh, plot point and I think that's really a kind of cool it's a cool it is plot idea like a good way for you know for you to plausibly have humans finally kill all of the dragons exactly and know? the scene where they go into London is so cool yeah where all the dragons fly because they're so terrified of this giant dragon and yeah. Um, and all those scenes like when the dragon is hunting them there at the end and it's like yeah. walking around. Oh, man, it's awesome. And when Matthew McConaughey tries to kill it with an axe and gets eaten. Yeah. That's great. Spoilers. Ser yeah. Seriously, if you've <laughs> not seen Reign of Fire, check that movie out because it is great. And it has to be one of the very first Blu-rays, too, because it was sweet. I, I turned it on. You know how all Blu-rays load. Yeah. But it had a sweet, like, screensaver of the dragon torching, like, London. And it says just uh, – it says – just so you know, this movie is loading. And what? Yeah. It didn't say just so you in know. It just says the movie's loading. But... In, the f in the future, movies load. Yeah. That's so, cool. Uh, check out Rain of Fire and the Blu-ray. It looks really good. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's badass. Yeah. Uh, you're, so... you're making me want to see Rain of Fire, so. Yeah, yeah I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy Rain of Fire. Guess how much I paid right for Rain of Fire on Blu-ray? A dollar. A dollar. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> oh man. It was sweet. Uh, and then I also saw a movie that you guys told me to see last year. And Gerard Butler's in that movie, too. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He yeah. is. Uh, I saw Safety Not Guaranteed. Nice. Which cool. was really funny and bizarre, but really good. 
Yeah. Nice. I, it's another one of those movies I have to watch again because uh, I forget. What's the name of the the, the writer? Oh, uh, Jake Johnson. Is it Jake Johnson? Is that his name? No, I think he's an actor in it. Yeah, I don't that's know if he what wrote I mean. it, though. I think it's no. Jake Johnson is uh, the writer in the movie. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe Hansen. Yeah. Joe Hansen. Yeah. yeah. I was like Derek Connolly <laughs> about the movie. I don't know. Uh, why that movie it. has so many throwaway lines that you said, well, "Did they really just say that?" Or yeah. what was happening? Uh, my favorite is they. You know, he takes the assignment because he wants to meet up with his ex girlfriend, and. You know, Aubrey Plaza sits down and she says, oh, that's kind of sad. I, you know, I won't want my ex-boyfriend looking me up. And he says, yeah, I won't want to look you up either. That's sad. <laughs> and he's just talking about how pathetic she is. Yeah. And uh, her scene with her father is so funny. You know, he says, well, I mean, I know you're a virgin. Whatever, dad. You know, <laughs> how do you know what I do at night? <laughs> you're at home uh, on your computer. You don't have any social skills. It's, it's a really funny movie. Yeah. And it yeah. takes turns that you don't expect it to take. Yeah. And just it, it's funny. But it's also kind of serious, and then you—I don't want to spoil the movie if you haven't seen it. But how do you feel about the end? Oh yeah, the end. I thought I was actually kind of—I liked it. I I liked how it left you. Yeah, because I think it leaves it lots of open for interpretation of what happens. Because and then you know, Kristen Bell showed up with her beautiful eyes, and um, you know, it's because you think that maybe he did go back and save her. I don't know. Like it's. It leaves it totally wide open, and how they end it is, I think it's obviously on purpose how they do it. Yeah. Because, you know, is he crazy, or did he really save her, and that, did he really just run into her house and cause a dent because he did save her? You know, I don't know. Um, uh, what do you guys think? I uh, I think, for like, for Brad and I, the, the contention there was just whether or not, I don't want to talk about necessarily what happens, but I think... Like one of us wasn't entirely convinced that the machine was going to work, and one of us was, and so when, when the end cat happens, we had different opinions of like, oh, that wasn't what I expected. Um, yeah, like the stylistically, the whole movie is this very isolated, character-driven movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then suddenly there's a big special effects extravaganza at the end. Yeah, so just seems a little out of place. But Did you not like the ending? I I, just, I I didn't not like it, but I thought it was. Bizarre. Yeah. It's, I didn't think it would go there. So. Yeah, but yeah. I, th- I see, again, you know, that's where I think movies sometimes succeed or a movie fails. Seeking a friend for the end of the earth, I thought it didn't handle it well, but I think the safety not guaranteed, I, I liked it. And I, again, I think it's because I I love the characters in it. And there's so many little hints that, like, you know, his ear falling off. Oh, yeah. You kind of think, is he an I alien about that part all or, the time. Yeah. or something like that? And there's a great scene where, you know, he says, I don't know, we could be being followed. And then, you know, they play that up for 40 minutes in the movie. And then they go there and she says, holy fuck, he's being followed. Like, <laughs> she's absolutely shocked that yeah. he's actually being followed. And I think what makes the movie succeed so well is not only is it funny and heartwarming, because, I mean, the scene where they're on the beach is so yeah. awesome, um, is, you know, the actors and you want them to succeed. You don't want him to be crazy. Yeah. But they the film succeeds because they leave it where maybe he is crazy. And I think it's really well done. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I'm going to have to watch it again now. now. Now that you've talked about it so much, I'm like, oh, man. I, I don't remember enough of it. That Where do you think it would have been in your uh, your rankings if you had um, saw it? It definitely – I think it would be in the top 20 for sure. Cool. Um, just because, again, you know, uh, if everyone's listened to this podcast, they know I'm not the biggest fan of independent kind of movies. But I think if they pull them off like that where they're funny – 
and have their own unique voice, I, I love them. It's sort of a tonal issue. Exactly. It's that, it's that sort of, not pretentious, but, you know, where they're, yeah, no, they're that's sort what of... I mean. it, yeah, no, it is. It, there are these independent films that are... And that's what I mean when I say hard. when I say independent, I'm using yeah. quotes, is they try so hard to have that tone. And where movies like this where, yeah, it doesn't have a lot of money and it's driven by the characters in the movie, I think is where movies like that totally succeed. And having the actors that they had in it help it, you know, the getting the Indian guy to have sex was really funny. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And sort it, of a sort of independent as a genre, not independent as an economic status. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the, the two different stories as they branch out is, is really interesting between, yeah. uh, I don't know, I forget the name of the, the magazine writer when he takes the two interns and, uh, you know, he says, oh, I like this guy who has safety not guaranteed the ad. And he says, oh, I fucked Liz. <laughs> 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 then uh, she says, "What'd she tell you to do with a lot of things? Did she did she order you around a did lot? You order around, yeah, <laughs> only a little. <laughs> Truly bossy, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I watched this week. Cool. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching stuff. I have a lot more stuff to watch. Uh, I, I I got War of the Worlds on Blu-ray. I'm really excited to watch that again. Oh uh, yeah, the Steven Spielberg movie. Yes, yeah, not the old one. Not the old one. Um, yeah. It's a good one. Dan, what have you been watching this week? Uh, well, this week, as in like the last month or so, I'm, is what I'm going to do. Uh, I, saw, <laughs> I saw Taken finally. Nice. Oh. I had not seen Taken. I, I think I told you this. Yeah. Uh, and then you told me, oh, you saw Taken, so you don't have to see Taken too, because <laughs> because you've now seen Taken too. Yeah. No, it's um, true. But it was really good. Uh, I mean, people have been telling me for a while I need to see Taken, and uh, that that movie is basically um, 24, the movie starring Liam Neeson as Jack Bauer. Because he will do anything he needs yeah, to do to yeah. get the job done. It's got some of that for sure. And, um, and save his daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, just, he's not a spot. Well, he's not like a. He doesn't have uh, the government behind him, right? <laughs> but yeah, I no, I see it. Yeah, my my favorite part of like, and this is such a stupid thing. My favorite part of the whole movie is when um, it's like two thirds of the way through. Liam Neeson shows up at that guy's house uh, with with the guy's wife. Oh, when he's having dinner with his wife. But but then the guy is coming home and doesn't know that Liam Neeson is going to be there, and he's just carrying a baguette. <laughs> well, he's like French. Yeah, it's well, like, it's, I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, French, French people like, just carry baguettes home every night. Yeah, but you know, that's, fresh that's, baguettes. That was like my favorite thing. The whole <laughs> really? So that's funny. My favorite part is when he goes into the like the place where they're keeping all the slave girls, and he just kills all those dudes at the poker table. Yeah, that was badass. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I just recently saw it too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it like two, like two weeks you, ago. You saw two before you saw one. No, I saw you? one like, like three days week. before oh, we saw right. number two. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, and then speaking of twenty-four, I mean, I see you have. Is this are these all yours over here? Yes. Um, so I just in the last like in the last month or so, I rewatched all of twenty-four. That's awesome. Oh, wow. um, I and I, I mean, I watched nice. it when it aired, and I really mm-hmm. liked it. Uh, yeah. And it reinforced in my head how much I love season seven of twenty-four, because after the hot uh, mess that was season six. <laughs> mm-hmm. Season seven to twenty four is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I agree. I it's think it's season... such a refreshing change of pace. They they get it out of, of LA. They go to DC. They get mm-hmm. rid of CTU. It's just set in generic FBI like white walled building, mm-hmm. uh, but it has really good characters. Renee, uh, Larry Moss, the, the FBI guy. Um, and I mean, God, season six is such horseshit. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a <laughs> while. I'm, I have. To, I want to really want to rewatch it because. Uh, I rewatched season eight recently. I think season eight's really good season too. Season eight's pretty good because they have you know the twist with the ambassador who's killed, and you think Jack Bauer is going to save. I love that stuff. Oh, That's that really was a good. great moment. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I really want to rewatch twenty four, and I, I always have an itching to watch it. Uh, Brad, you just rewatched season three, right? Uh, yeah, most of it. I was watching. I was showing it to my mom, but we never got to the end of it. That's the like virus and drug one. That's yeah. my favorite one. Especially that one's really good. The finale, the season, the 
the end of it where Chase gets. Yes. <laughs> it's like a great way to. Totally. Dan, do you own the, moment. Do you own the whole season? The, the whole series? The whole series? Uh, no, uh, it, it's all on Netflix. Oh, okay, cool. It's all on Netflix. So if you all have right. Netflix streaming, go watch 24. Yeah. You should, I was just going to say, it, I think really after is. this conversation, because, you know, I've been looking for a new show to start. Maybe it, it, this needs to be the time. And and I yeah. don't know if it was directly influenced by the writer's strike, but season seven was delayed a bit because of the writer's strike. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Or a whole year, and actually. I, yeah. I don't know if that actually had an impact on what they did with the story. But well, and I think, because season seven is the last season, right? Season no, eight. eight. Oh, eight was. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it, it might have actually given him time to change up the show. Because it, I think like, it really needed it. I mean, it's like, okay, in season six of 24. You can spoil it. In like <laughs> like three or four episodes in, they uh, blow up a nuke in a suburb oh, of yeah, California somewhere. Yeah. Kills like 20,000 people. And then like five episodes later, uh, Jack Bauer is chasing his dad and his brother and his nephew, and nobody gives a shit. <laughs> I don't remember. It's His dad is... Um, James Cromwell, yeah, I remember yeah, that part. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, he, he was in like... Everything of all fears. <laughs> he's yeah. Oh, James he's great. He's he Captain was in Star Stacey Trek's first Man contact. Nah. Yes, yeah, he was. Um, but but like you know, you're gonna blow up a nuke and kill twenty thousand people, and then you're gonna tell me that oh, Jack Bauer's nephew was kidnapped. I just it, it yeah. seems like there should be like the twenty four hour news cycle should be like everyone transfixed their TV because that's like a nuke goes off on American soil. It, like there's nothing else going on that day. Like yeah. that's all you yeah. focus on. But um, everyone else is. Kind of, it seems mm. like everyone else is doing their daily yeah, thing. You got me I, curious. I should be watching. I think if you watch like the scenes, like traffic is still regularly moving yeah, and stuff. It's, like, it's, it's, yeah. The only thing different is that there's a mushroom cloud in the background. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. But um, um, the truth is, what you're describing now sounds awesome. <laughs> like a like a like a, a season of a show. Like if they'd done a season where yeah, it started with a nuke and then. Every, the town was just dead. Yep. Like it was like post-apocalyptic because everyone is inside <laughs> watching TV and he's running around trying to stop terrorists on these blank streets. That sounds cool. They, they have like one or two other nukes in the series. Like in season two, they have that one that mm-hmm. they, um, you know, if anyone yeah. wants to go watch it, I'm not really going to say, but they handle that one really well yeah. because it, it coincides with the character death and it's just very haunting and like that one, that's done really well but then in season it's just terrible so 24 is good go watch it if you've never seen it but there's a lot of it so it may take you a while actually, I actually think it's more problematic in season 6 because they kind of just go back to the same stuff they well, did previously right. like they don't do anything really new yeah. those, four, those first four episodes are great for that season but after that it, it, it there's like the really same twists and there's there's a mole there's yeah yeah it's E2 I love season 5 season 5 is a good, good one yeah. yeah like they're all good except for 6 basically <laughs> and, and overall it's a great show it's, it's really good though i mean it, you know if you like twists and a mm-hmm. serial drama go watch 24 yeah. i don't get um, why milo had to get shot in the face it just doesn't make sense like it was th- totally unnecessary well yeah because it's shocking milo. oh is this a shock factor uh, also that 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 guy i've never seen him in in any other thing besides skyline <laughs> he's in uh the texas chainsaw massacre oh, okay. remake oh oh, oh is things. it that guy yeah uh, the guy with the long black hair oh shit you know milo from 24 <laughs> no i don't know milo no he's the guy from haven on on sci-fi oh maybe pretty sure know. we're talking about the same guy probably um yeah. and then one other uh thing i saw we we can limit it to three is um <laughs> it's no big deal uh, Django unchained nice oh, I, d- yeah. I did see i mean you guys have probably talked about it but um we have. i liked it but it was hard to watch because of slavery. <laughs> um, no, and, and really, and really, like yeah, no, no, James, you're you're right. Slavery is not funny. <laughs> no, it, no, it's just the way you said that was hilarious. No, yeah, you're like, right. Are you still broken up about your white an- ancestry? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like really good movie and really funny, and and um, you know Leonardo DiCaprio is really great in it. Yeah. everyone's really great in it. 
Um, and I probably just need to be more mature about that stuff to be like, <laughs> okay, this happened. Let's just yeah. admit that it happened and deal with it. Like, it's just it, it's hard to watch. Well, like, yeah, because there, there are those jokes in that, like all of Don Johnson's character that is – I mean, they are making jokes about slavery. Like they are, I don't think they're making light of it. But the way that right. he is, tr- the way he's putting dialogue in those characters' mouths, it's a funny thing. Like to us, it's sort of funny and shocking. But you realize how how true that sort of is. Right. Um, mostly, but it's not necessarily what he's saying. It's not the racism in his mouth that's that's what's funny. It's the hypocrisy. That's what we're laughing at because we're like, oh, he's telling this woman like, no, don't treat this black guy like a white man, but. Treat him like this other guy who is a white man, but don't don't treat you know right. that like that dialogue there. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So that and then I mean something I'm going to watch now that I can is it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And you yeah. again when you told me like three or four months ago, oh no, Dan, it's all on Netflix streaming. Go watch it. And then I went and checked and it wasn't. I was so pissed at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have. Been. I, yeah. I was very angry, but it like magically showed up in the past like month or so. So I'm gonna. Yeah. Start watching it and maybe That's just awesome. fall into it. Brett, have hole. you finished those last two episodes? You no, ever I, I didn't. Wait, D, why would you? I, tell I'm me saving that? them. See, if I finish them, then I got nothing. I got no more sunny, so well, to look forward to. So season eight will come out in October. D, why would That's you? So tell far me away. My face look fat because you're a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just watched an episode today. <laughs> yeah, I've been. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Charlie's a fucking prophet. Oh my god. <laughs> I was watching the one last night where uh, where where D is trying to get pregnant. With the like, with the those two, like she's trying to sell off her uterus, mm-hmm. um, and then Vic Vinegar and Hugh Honey are trying to <laughs> sell that house. Oh man, it's so good <laughs> when 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 he's like attacking that lady and he's like, "Are you gonna buy this house? Are you gonna buy this?" House? Oh man, it's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you need to watch yeah, that show. Always sunny's great. We because we will talk about it's always sunny for the rest of our lives if you watch that show. Okay, um, I'm down. Cool. Night, man. Who's next? Brad, what have you been watching? I got three things. Um, I'm still watching the Star Trek Next Generation. Cool. I'm on season four, and my previous experience has been watching was watching it on network TV, yeah. so, so it's often out of sequence. Now I'm watching it in sequence, and uh, I have to say that the best of both worlds, two-part seasonal cliffhanger, marks a amazing turning point in the show. I think everyone knows that already. I don't remember that one. Which one is that? The, where Picard becomes a Borg? Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, yeah. I just didn't remember that was the Oh, spoilers, <laughs> dick. You've seen First Contact. Uh, it came out in 1990, 1991. Right. Right. Yeah. I've yeah. seen Star Trek VI and Star Trek II and... you got to see First Contact. J. J. It's Abrams. almost a zombie movie. Yeah, you need to see First Contact. It's it's my favorite pre All right, it's streaming on HD on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I'll watch it. What's, the one, what's the one where Worf is in the back of an ATV with like a Gatling gun? Nemesis. That's Nemesis. We don't talk, <laughs> we don't talk about that one. <laughs> Good. Cause that's going to be my favorite one. Because <laughs> <laughs> Worf is in the back with a Gatling gun. <laughs> Four uh, Klingons. But yeah, no, I, wait, wh- why do you think that that, how do you think that changes the show? Uh, the, it, it just get, if, to me, it just, the quality of the writing uh, in the storytelling, it just gets so much better. Yeah. Like the first two or th- uh, three seasons are kind of, they, you know, travel somewhere and they meet some kind of new race or right. some, explore some uh, ethical dilemma and then wrap up the episode and, you know, it's off to do something else next week. But after Beth- Best of Both Worlds, like the three or four episodes that follow the conclusion to that um, are just, Picard goes, like they go home because the Borg beat up the ship so bad. Yeah. So it's kind of like they just take a break. And they go back. They're on shore leave. Picard goes to see his brother and his family on their uh, the French farm, farm, French yeah. farm, 
uh, Worf's uh, parents, uh, adoptive parents, show up. Oh yeah, and hang out. Uh, you know, they want to tour around the ship, and his dad is obsessed with. Uh, is more interested in the ship than him. Yeah. Um, I and I forget who else. There's like two other uh, characters that. Like it's all the episodes called they're family. Like, they're like field trip episodes. Yeah, yeah. and so you kind of get like glimpse inside their personal lives, and then um, I'm blanking on the other two things, but they get more uh, more character driven. More like. character driven. Yeah. And cool. The, Do you think too? Because uh, I, I mean, I, I've never, I've only seen like a handful of episodes, but I know that that show was originally sold in syndication. And do you think that's why they didn't have cliffhangers? Is because you could just turn it on and watch any episode without having. Um, well, worry about that stuff. Well, I think season seasons. cliffhangers because everyone yeah, after that. Do. I was looking at the episode synopsis for a later series, mm-hmm. and after season four, like I think each one has a two-parter. Yeah, I was that. just curious if that's maybe why they did it because of the syndication. You never knew when they how they're going to show them or yeah. Well, and they um they never the show never really becomes and any of Star Trek never really becomes one. Uh, it, it's never really serialized. Um, yeah, I've I've been watching through a lot of Deep Space Nine, and it, it's more serialized. Like the story. One an episode will be dealing with stuff that has happened in the past, but you could still watch it on its own. Um, but I think he, all of the shows were were very strict, almost about like every season was going to end with a cliffhanger. Because um, I think part of it was just that you know the first Star Trek series got canceled after like t- two seasons. You know they they needed to make sure you were going to come back in the fall, and they needed to you know do things like turn the captain into a Borg because you had to come back in the fall. You know. Um, we don't. I don't think we see that as much now. But uh, you're right. It, that is part of I think why that show has had such long legs and why it is syndicated so much, mm-hmm. um, because of the way that those episodes are, are encapsulated. But, and I think it's. Just, I was watching the special features for the end of season three, and uh, I think it's Michael Pillar. I think that's his name. He's mm-hmm. one of the writers. Uh, oh. He was he was brought on to just do a couple episodes in season three, and then. Um, and then he wanted he, like his stipulation was like I'll do these and then I'll go off and write my movie screenplays. And then Gene Roddenberry came to up to him at the end of this the season and said, "Are you going to finish the Best of Both Worlds second part for me?" He's like, "No, yeah, that's kind of one and done here." And then Roddenberry said, "Well, I really like to have you back because season four is really where this uh, show is going to get its legs. It's really going to take off from here." And I think it might have oh, been wow. exactly that, <laughs> huh? Because hmm. very cool. Yeah, that's that episode there. Um, but I haven't finished season four yet, so cool. Um, maybe yeah, if I ever rewatch it, maybe I'll start somewhere around there. Um, yeah, th- that's where I think it's really where it's it's best now. And I haven't seen a lot of the uh, episodes in syndication from the later seasons, so yeah. Um, we'll see how Very that cool. goes. And then um, I guess my replay list movie for the week was Shanghai Nights. Nice, dude. Uh, not as good as I remember. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Because I don't remember it being that good. Like, it's okay, but I don't remember yeah. really loving it. I liked it when it came out, but I haven't seen it since the theater. And um, We're talking about Nights, not Noon. Yeah, Nights, the sequel okay. to Noon. Yes. Um, <laughs> sorry, I thought someone was laughing. Um, <laughs> We're always laughing. It, the script is, the jokes are okay. I think it's best when it's, uh, it has nods to... Um, things that are actually happen in history. Yeah, they 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 make light of like uh, Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan show up to Sir Arthur. Like throughout the movie, there's this uh, police chief who's re- just referred to as Artie. Yeah, and at the end of the movie, he gets knighted as Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. 
Right. Um, and then I like the Charlie Chaplin stuff yeah. too. Yeah, and th- I forgot the little kid in the movie. He's just a pickpocket. By the end of the movie, you find out that he's you know Charlie Chaplin, and he stows away with them as they go back to Hollywood. And there's all these kind of meta jokes about history inserted throughout. Um, and the, there's this one really good uh, fight sequence where um, Jackie Chan's using these uh, like Ming vases. Yes. He's giving them to the bad guys, and they they're holding them and. Uh, they don't want to drop them because they belong to Rathbone, their, yeah. their boss. Um, and just like the choreography for all that is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, like, and it's actually written by the writers of the Spider-Man movies, the first really? two. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Like Alfred Goff and uh, Mark Sergeant. Millar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sergeant did the second one, you're right. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, it's kind of a Spider-Man tie. But yeah, essentially it just boils down to uh, uh, Chong Wang's father gets murdered by this British guy. Oh, yeah. uh, he's, he steals yes, their amulet. Yeah. yeah. And then his sister follows him back to England and then uh, Chong Wing goes to New York City to pick up Owen Wilson, a real band who's apparently an oh, yeah. accomplished writer. <laughs> like He yeah. just wrote this book of tall tales, uh, but he's broke, so they just inadvertently team up and then go to Britain and right. stop like the movie. villains. Yeah. It's not very... Yeah, I I kind of remember like the action being really cool, but the 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 plot like the whole thing of like oh we're gonna build a Gatling gun and shoot the Queen or something like that was the part where I was like eh yeah you know it's less interesting than because I was watching Shanghai Noon the other day it was on TV and I thought man this is probably my favorite Jackie Chan movie like especially that scene where he's fighting the Indians early on oh it's just cool man. I remember a lot of Noon but you should check out Noon it yeah was... I kind of want to watch it again yeah but... I saw them both once a long time ago. Um, and then uh, just today I watched the most recent episode of The Office oh and uh, that's still on (laughs) I thought it got cancelled you should watch it again because Jim and Pam just had a big fight at the end of the episode (gasps) I I don't want to see Jim and Pam have a fight yeah it's it's not something you want to see it's really sad Uh, but Uh, I don't and at the end of it they show the documentary crew no what <laughs> they're breaking all of the rules like they said they were never going to do that like and they, they just brought, did it they brought back the original showrunner so he could do that he had like uh, specific rules for the season I... yeah. they didn't show the cameraman but they showed the boom mic guy who's apparently named, his name is brian and he apparently knows pam in some capacity and there's a woman whose name isn't revealed but she's kind of like she looks like she's a script supervisor she's like she's got a thing of notes um even though there's, there wouldn't be a script, obviously. No. But she has notes for something. They, unless they reveal there's a script. Yeah. How about that? I don't um, want that to be the... Uh, so I think uh, the second half of The Office, you should probably tune in. But I have a beautiful, perfect ending to that show. <laughs> like, I did read today, though, that Steve Carell's not going to come back. Well, yeah, we'll see. And do yeah. a cameo. <laughs> also, also Talia al Ghul is not in The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> uh, so yeah. that's it for me. Cool. James, what did you watch? Uh, American Horror Story Season 2 ended this, this week. Um, and, Ryan, I can tell you that it does not end the way that Season 1 ends. The, the final episode is them. It's still part of that story. It's wrapping all this stuff up. Oh, that's good. Um, and that, I think what I – I look back on it and I really like this season. That's um, good because, you know, my biggest complaint with Season 1 is it should have ended an episode earlier. Yeah. Because I didn't like hunky-dory ghost people. This actually is – like everything that I hated about se- about the first season mm-hmm. – is what's great about this season. Gotcha. Um, because the the truth is, all of the like the gore and the demons and the, all of that stuff ends 
like two episodes before the end. So the last two episodes are just character driven nice. stuff to sort of wrap everything up. And uh, the main the, the person who ends up sort of being the main character, um, we, we really get a, an interesting look into uh, who she is and how. Um, they sort of redefine what she was doing when she was at the asylum and things like that. It's really awesome. If cool. you if you watched the first season and didn't like it and never started, I never watched the second one. Uh, you just check it out, uh, or if you think it looks interesting, but for sure check it out. Start with season two because uh, it's it's really that's cool. cool because I loved uh, my favorite parts in season one where I I love the story of the maid where yeah. she projects herself as young to men and old how she really was to everybody else um and you know jessica lang so if it because the, the horror part of season one i thought was actually its weakest moments yeah um, and i think the show um if if not for those last two episodes i would i would have been saying that like the show isn't great because it relies so much on just sort of a shock value mm-hmm. you know like the yes there's just crazy shit in this in this well, I, season I, the only but, thing i saw from this season was laura was watching an episode and this lady wanted Dylan McDermott's character to drink her breast milk. Yep. And was, that's yeah, private. that happens. And that's actually in one of those last two episodes, I believe. Mm. Um, but there is sort of a reason for that. When you find yeah. out who Dylan McDermott is, then you Yeah, well, I mean, like, oh, obviously okay. I left the room because I said, because I, I, it was taken way out of context. Yeah, you no, know. exactly, it is. Um, but even that, like, that is not the shock value stuff I'm talking about. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the, I mean, I've told you this before, like, the show has Anne Frank and aliens in it. Like, there's just crazy stuff in there that I think they just throw in to be over the top. Mm-hmm. And so if they just had that, I don't think it would have been as good. But when they when they wrapped it up as a character show, finally I was watching it and going like, oh, yeah, Tim Minear really is the showrunner on this. Like, I can mm-hmm. see his his touch on this. Or he's one of the executive producers. He's not the showrunner, but... Um, Certainly heavily involved, um, but still, yeah, I think you check hmm. that out for sure. Especially you've got it all on DVR. Just, yeah, yeah. Sometime when you get some time. Um, I also watched uh, Payback this week, which we've talked about on the show before. But the reason is the Mel Gibson one. Yes, the Mel Gibson one. Okay. Um, we've talked about it on the show before, but today is the day that Parker comes out in theaters, and Payback is also based on the part. Like Payback is about Parker. Uh, they rename him to Porter. Um, but the truth is, it's based on the Hunter, yeah. which is this Richard oh, Stark yeah, book. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> very closely based <laughs> on the Hunter, in fact. Um, and Parker, the movie that's in theater, the Jason Statham movie, is based on one of the later books. Uh, but still, uh, going back and rewatching Parker or Payback, which I've we'll talk about later, but I've read an adaptation of that now. Um, the he's great. He is an amazing Parker. And the idea that they would cast Jason Statham as that character is completely wrong. Um, like that sort of, you know, it's maybe the it's maybe the closest thing to a villain that Mel Gibson ever plays. Is there a oh, time? Sorry, I'm confused right now. We're talking about Payback, right? Payback, And you're yes. saying that Jason Statham, Jason Statham if he was cast Parker, in Payback, it would have been a bad idea. Jason, Jason Statham and Mel Gibson are p- playing the same character, basically. Okay. But Jason, the idea that Jason Statham could play this character anywhere near as well as, as Payback... Or as as Mel Gibson is insane, because the character's called Payback. <laughs> payback. Joe payback. My name is Payback. <laughs> oh no! Uh, here comes Payback. Here comes Payback. Payback. Payback walks down the street. Um, How's it going, Payback? <laughs> how's your day been, Payback? How was work? 
Anyway, do you um, want your hundred grand payback? <laughs> it's seventy grand. <laughs> <laughs> Which that is so like that whole running joke in the movie is great. Yeah, that I like that. Payback is a is a really really great Mel Gibson film. Have you seen um, the he's version awesome. of Payback with uh like the director's version with no, the different I, ending? I just watched the one that's on Netflix. Okay, um, I don't know what that is. so I yeah I don't yeah because I remember there being some stuff. Wait, tell me what the ending you saw was. Um, how did it end for you? I don't remember. Was that. it at the uh, train station? No. Was it with the apartment blowing up? Yes. Okay. That's, yeah, it's the original. Yes. Yeah, the apartment. Theatrical blew. cut. Yep. Um, which I yeah, uh, which yeah, I would say that the ending of that movie is maybe a little bit lackluster for as cool as the rest of that movie is, but because like oh yeah, he just the, but the the way that that plot the way he tricks them though I thought yeah it was the pretty way clever. that that trick is really cool like the fact that they pull that bring that back is really neat so. Yeah, but it's just like it's a lame. Way, you know, we kind you kind of expect that a big bad guy like that, you know, you're gonna kill him by strangling him, strangling him to death, or chopping his head off with a shovel or something. Uh, you don't expect like, oh, we're just gonna trick him and he'll blow up. Like, <laughs> uh, but still, an awesome movie. It's on Netflix. Watch it some evening if you've never seen it. Um, especially, probably watch it instead of going to see Parker. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the last you can't th- say that about a movie you haven't seen. No, you're right. You're That's right. That's unfair. And I kind of want, yeah, I I kind of want to see Parker now, but still, you want to see Jennifer Lopez naked? She's not naked. She's just in her underwear. I saw it in the trailer. Uh, there's nudity in the movie, though. I I read the. It's not Jennifer Lopez. I need to take off. All I don't my want it to be. No, um, I need to take off all my clothes. <laughs> I need to know if you're wearing a wire. We just stare at each other in our underwear. It's a good Statham. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. That's the only oh, Statham I can do. I thought Jason Statham, Jason Statham was going to call in this week. Well, Jason Statham can't. He's a busy guy. Can't, <laughs> he just can't call a real <laughs> podcast whenever he wants. Jason Statham yeah. can't maintain his Jason Statham for longer than a sentence. <laughs> I think he's working on Expendables 3, so you know, oh, it's a little tied up. Man. He gets worn out a little. Uh, and I, then, I, oh, sorry. I can't decide if I like Jason Statham or if I just like the bad movies he's in. Yes, um, you know, uh, like I, we had a we had a discussion about this. We didn't put it on the podcast. No, because it was in a car. Um, but I, I had this discussion with James that Jason Statham. Uh, he's he's asking why Jason Statham would make movies like he did, and I said because people are giving him ten million dollars yeah. to make a movie, and. James's argument says, well, I'd have enough in, uh, artistic integrity not to do it. I said, bullshit. If someone's offering you $10 million to make a movie, you would do it. Yeah. Well, no. I I understand. Yes. Okay. If somebody came to you and was like, here's $10 million to do a movie. Yeah, okay. But after the Transporter movies and such, when he was t- first taking off, mm-hmm. um, I think he was probably getting enough offers that he could pick and choose films. And I don't think he chose the best films. I think well, he has... I think he has not had the best career. What do you of think he choices. could a uh, play besides Jason Statham and Jason Statham movies? Okay. I think he's really good in in um, uh, in Snatch mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. you know like in movies like that where he is not necessarily being a you know or oh dude the Italian Job he's great in the Italian Job but he doesn't <laughs> play I mean he's fun in the Italian Job if he only does movies like that and, and picks better movies but he's been doing these movies where like I see it and I'm just like I don't want to see that. Well, you don't love Death Race. Oh, Death Race is fun. I love, I love, I love Death Race. I, I think I just like Death Race because I love Joan Allen, though. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. yeah, Dan has a thing for Joan Allen. I have a huge does. crush on Joan Allen. It's, yeah. it's pathetic. That's all right. It is really, yeah. I'm um, all up in that Joan Allen. I drive a fast car. <laughs> um, you know who I like in that movie? Ian McShane. <laughs> 
fucking A. I, I like the guy who played uh, the Asian guy. <laughs> so, so the Asian guy, but he was also in Mortal Kombat. He was never in he, Robin uh, Chu. Yeah, and he and uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Those are the yes. only three movies ever made. I have so. Mortal Kombat on Blu-ray. Oh no! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's the thing about like just taking money to do a movie is that at a certain point, if you make so many bad movies, they're gonna stop offering you ten million dollars, exactly. and then you don't get offers for ten million dollars ever again. Yeah, but then you have seventy or eighty million dollars, and you're okay. Well, yeah. if you're Nicolas Cage, you'll blow it all. And, and then, uh, well, <laughs> well, then you could be like, then you could go, "Hey, Guy Ritchie, Jason Statham. I really need to be in one of your new movies." And then you say, and Guy Ritchie say, "All right, sure, you can be in one of my movies." I don't know how Guy Ritchie sounds. <laughs> well, I'm doing Sherlock Holmes three. What would you like to play in that? <laughs> well, I like to play the villain. I like to play the villain. <laughs> and I'll sit Sherlock down and say, "Solve this puzzle." <laughs> <laughs> but first, I need to know if you're wearing a wire. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he be wearing a wire? It's Victorian England. <laughs> oh, That's no. just my thing. <laughs> hold, hold on. I'm Moriarty's son. <laughs> you killed my father. I can win this argument because Jason Statham was in an Uva Bowl movie. He was in a Dungeon Siege play. Oh, pale. Yeah. And then he, he went on and farmer. made Expendables. I mean, he's fine. Yeah. You'd think that would ruin him, but he went on and made Expendables. And you know what? The tru- okay. And what's if, that if other I girl, somebody... Lily Sabuski? Or Sabowski, what? what is the fuck's her name? She's in it, too. Um, if if I were somebody who liked the Crank films, maybe I would feel differently. <laughs> but I don't. What are you saying, James? My uh, Crank uh, films aren't good enough for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Anyways, what are we also, talking about? <laughs> what the fuck are we talking <laughs> the about? Follow, the following started this week, which is that new Kevin Bacon movie, or TV show. Um, and I don't know what... Uh, I don't know that I like the show. Like it's well made, I guess. Um, but this sh- the, this first episode is very piloty, you know. Um, they're setting a lot of stuff up, uh, but I don't really like anybody yet. The bad um, guy in it, that James Purifoy, is that who it is? Yeah, Purifoy. You can see his dick in Rome if you ever want to oh, watch cool. Rome. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I am. He plays Marcus. He's really I'll, good in it. <clears throat> I'll jump right on that. Rome's great. Um, no, get it. Jump, That's what jump she said. On. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that makes me sad is that Natalie Z is in the show, and I, she left. Well, she left Justified to be to do this show, and I, that makes me sad because she's probably because she got paid more money. <laughs> <laughs> she shouldn't have. It's, it's not anywhere near as higher good profile network. Yeah, um, it, it's just some of the exposition. Oh, I should say what it is. Uh, yeah, uh, if you haven't seen the trailers for following, basically this guy who he used to be an FBI agent, but he left because. He did things didn't end badly, which is one of the many cliches that they use in the show. Um, he uh, his last sort of mission was he caught this teacher who was like a serial killer. He was killing these women, um, and he the the teacher is really obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe because Poe is dark, um, <laughs> and basically he he ends up breaking breaking out of jail, and they call this they call Kevin Bacon back in because he knows a lot about. How to, how to track this guy. Um, and what they find out is his, the things that this guy was writing, like the books and stuff, because he was an English teacher uh, or a professor, he he has sort of gathered this following. Like there are these other... Wait, that's the name of the show. Yes, they never say it. They never <laughs> call oh, it a following. the name of the show. They never call it a following. <laughs> They'll call them followers, but they never talk about his following. They always avoid that. Um, and so, like, all of the other crazies are all, like, doing things for him. And, like, but they're just sort of ridiculous. 
Like there is this girl, the girl who sort of gets killed in the first episode. Spoilers for this pilot, but this is just an idea of the kind of silly stuff that's going to be in the show. The f- the girl who gets killed in this episode, we find out that the the guys who are living next door to her, who are this gay couple, are actually two psychopaths who aren't actually gay and have been carrying on this whole long ruse for however long to befriend this girl so that eventually they could kidnap her. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's not a ruse, it's a gay charade. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it's stuff Sorry, like that where like, it, happened, it happened and I was just like, oh, come on. You've seen Johnny Knoxville in several movies. You now see him in gay charade. <laughs> I would watch that movie. Uh, remember when we did the... Co-starring Ryan Reynolds. President Steven. We got to do gay charade now. <laughs> oh, we do. I was going to do Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash, but gay charade is totally on. <laughs> Starring Ryan Reynolds and Johnny Knoxville. They're gay. Or are they? <laughs> They're actually serial killers. <laughs> They've been out of the closet for years. <laughs> Until we find out what skeletons Anyways, are the in following. their closets. <laughs> um, yeah, Entertainment Weekly says the following is really good. It's not bad. It's really good for network TV. That's what it is. So... The, someone will die every week, just like every other stupid show on network TV, because they can't write a better plot. Um, but I'm probably gonna keep watch, catching, like watching it, because it's not the worst, but um, it's not as good. I think as Kevin Bacon's always good. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Bacon is is pretty good. All he is covered in cliches, but he's pretty good. Ew. Yeah. It's all I, messy and sticky. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> Gay cliches. You're picking up on what I'm laying down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been watching. Cool. Now, words from our sponsors. The Comic-Con that is a mile above the rest returns in 2013, and it's bigger than ever. That's right. Stan Lee's going to be at Denver Comic-Con this year. They also have George Takei at Denver Comic-Con 2013. Plus Kelly Who and Will Wheaton. Friend of the podcast, George's Jaunty, will be there. So go online to denvercomiccon.com where you can buy tickets. Stay tuned. VIP tickets for Stan Lee will be available. My man spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's man spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh, no, the teal troll is attacking me. My son's in danger. Will no one help him? Oh no, it's Man Spider. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son. Here's web in your eye. Oh no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust full flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try a new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. 
does this sound familiar? You're interested in purchasing that new action figure, but aren't sure if it's worth it? Well, come check out PlasticExplosion.com, where you can go to find all the latest and greatest action figure previews and reviews. Every week, they'll be bringing you reviews and picks from your favorite collections, such as DC Universe, Masters of the Universe Classics, Marvel Universe, Star Wars, Transformers, and many more. Come check us out at PlasticExplosion.com. That's PlasticExplosion.com. You know, box office numbers is what we do next. This is the box office stats. Sad day for our our fan, our, our big Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think <laughs> yeah. would he come in at number nine? I think ten. Number ten. Oh, number ten. What? Whoa, whoa! Last what? stand. The last stand. stand was number ten last weekend. What? Wow! Last time I checked, it was like fifth. It <laughs> got, I guess that was just Friday. It got beat by like. Every, Fucking Silver Linings Playbook. Of course, it's number three, but still, like little movies are beating the last. Um, thing. but the the news really is that Mama was number one at yeah. almost twenty nine million. 20, no, thirty two. Thirty two million. So Jessica Chastain had the number one movie and the number two movie plus the number one movie last week. So she's on quite a roll. Yeah, and I mean, Mama did so well; it's almost twice as much as Zero Dark Thirty. Like it's, uh, it's crazy. We may have to see that movie. Mama. Since none of us, we all said we were going to see it last week. I know we, I was going to, but then I got all those cool movies <laughs> when yeah. I went and traded them in. I got some evenings off. Maybe I'll go see some movies. So yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's box office numbers. Box office mojo has all those box office numbers for you. Check them out. Check them out. What's coming out next week, guys? DVD releases and Blu-rays. Just, Dude, just, just Downton Abbey. You know, you have it like opened just up only Downton. Oh, James, he really likes to watch people drink tea and be in English and be on PBS. It's but Yeah, I do. It's not network TV. God, you sound like those, you really know those people who think only British TV is good? Fuck. No, I'm not one of those people. You are I've one of those people. i against it a lot, but Downton Abbey I, I like is really Sherlock. Good. I like Downton Abbey. And what were we talking about? Here's the thing. No, no, the no, thing. no, wait, wait. What oh, were yeah, we Jekyll. About? That, Jekyll, that, yeah. He's that, like, that miniseries Jekyll. That oh, that's not where it's good. We were watching this like trailer for some show on NBC before yeah. the movie. Do No Harm? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and And... Dexter Light, <laughs> and yeah. James well, says, "Well, it's not going to be as good as BBC's Jekyll." No, it's just you know. Just no, saying. it's a different. No, I'm just saying, like as a as a like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde kind of a show. Jekyll was really good. Yeah, um, but I've always said the stuff that we get over here, the people who say that about like, oh, American TV is shit and British TV is so much better. No, all we see from from some from Britain is the cream. Like they're not bringing East Enders over here. Well, they did in the '80s, but still, <laughs> like the real garbage over there, they're not bringing over here. So that's why people feel. But it. isn't Seven Psychopaths come out next week too? It does come out next week, um, as well as uh, Hotel Trans Transylvania comes out. I do want to see that. Are these DVD releases? Yes. Yeah, these, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Make this sure you go Tuesday. to the bottom. There's and no like, sewer pinata shark or whatever. There are there are like none. I, I went oh, I went through the whole list. There are no sewer pinatas this this week. At uh, when I was at Tradesmart, they had literally their Blu-ray section and SH was just a bunch of shark movies, <laughs> shark bait, shark 3D, Shark Week 3D, but not like Discovery Channel shark. It was like Shark Week made by Asylum movie. Shark. Holy <laughs> shit, I'm going to Tradesmart this week. Like shark calendar. <laughs> I don't know. Yet. I'm going to get the biggest collection of shark movies. <laughs> oh. As long as they're used, you get them, buy one, get one for two bucks. Hell yes. Jeez. Man. Where is this place? That's in Littleton. Oh. It's uh, on uh, Wadsworth and... Uh, just past Bowles, I think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
It's on it's the not far. I know that part of town. It's about halfway between where we are now and where yeah. you and I live, Dan. Yeah. It used to be a, yeah. a Kmart, and then it was a sportsman's outfitters thing. And they have a lot of comic trailer. books there, too. Oh, dude. They have a lot of a little bit of everything. Yeah. Are we recording a commercial now? <laughs> well, yeah. Sounds video like games and I toys. Sure, I want to go yeah. real bad. It's pretty cool. I've been there twice, and I've never walked out with anything, though. Really? What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm probably going to spend my whole next paycheck there. You probably won't. I don't know website. They don't There's have a lot of money, though. Oh, you know what movie I didn't mention I watched? <laughs> it's not as much money as you <laughs> well, think, Dan. Well, it's really not. You know what sucks? Uh, I totally forgot. I also watched Heavyweights. Oh, yeah. If you've never seen Heavyweights, it's a Disney movie about fat kids going to fat camp. <laughs> and it's really funny. Where the fat kids get the revenge on the skinny guys. It's great. Written by Judd Apatow. Yep. Uh, no, anyway, what's coming out next week? Uh, Batman The Dark Knight Returns Part 2 comes out this week, which I'm really excited to see. That's going to be a must-buy for me. Um, because that first half was really good. Um, Paranormal Activity 4, which Ryan will pick up. No, I won't. I will stream it for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the pitiful first season or uh, <laughs> complete series of Pan Am comes out. Yeah, why does it say the first season on the box, but or the, the complete series on the box, but at the bottom it says the first season? Because uh, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it, it is both those things. Someone's holding out hope. It's like Forrest Gump said. I think maybe both is happening at the same time. <laughs> uh, the Cold Light of Day, uh, which is that movie we didn't see. Um, and Oh, dude, there is a Blu-ray release of Flight of the Navigator this week. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So you can see that before they remake it. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. That's what's releasing. Some good stuff. It's a big week. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> there, no, there are a couple of things there that I, I think are must-buys for uh, me. But you can always go check Digital Bits to see what's coming out uh, not the following week that I've already posted on Facebook. It's called Bigfoot's Wild Weekend, where yeah. Bigfoot gets takes bikinis off girls. I, that's all I got from the <laughs> synopsis if, of the movie. If if we go to Amazon through that link to Bigfoot and buy Bigfoot on Amazon there, then it gives money a little bit of money to Digital Bits. There so, you go. yeah, support support those. What if I buy anything else through that link? Also also gives okay, money. Yes. It doesn't just have to be big, <laughs> Bigfoot. Bigfoot's <laughs> wild weekend. <laughs> yeah. What if actually? Yeah. But I wonder yeah. if you click on Bigfoot and then you go to the product description page and then you get sidetracked by something cooler. So like you're suddenly on a page for a blender and you end up buying the blender. Do they still get money? Well, yeah. Like what if I want toilet paper through Amazon? Can I can I make sure that store gets the? Honestly, yeah. I used to say I was always going to do that. It's not as cheap as you think. Well. The, like, we, we've been lied to then. Yeah. Yeah. Toilet paper on, on Amazon is not the best way and to buy And besides, I'm not going to Amazon when I need, when I need toilet paper. I need it now. <laughs> <laughs> even if you have Amazon yeah, Prime. Prime. It's, not gonna, it's like two, day, it's two like days, I will have a clean butt. You're standing by your mailbox going, like, come on. That, that's, the, that's the secret of why I live so close to that Walgreens. <laughs> I got I, the I shit can, pangs. <laughs> I can walk out of my apartment and be inside of a Walgreens in like yeah. 60 seconds. It's, it's yeah. right there. And you've got a washer dryer you in your house so you can wash your pants when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> you open it up. Oh, they're damaged and I got to return them. <laughs> I can't, wait I can't unspool oh, them. They, they sent me Quilted Northern instead of Charmin. I'm sending this back. <laughs> unspool some real news, James. It's real news. I was looking nothing at nothing this week. It's shitty. Now next. There's one thing. Oh, there is? Yeah. What's the one thing? Uh the one thing is that uh Kevin Feig does, has has confirmed that Doctor Strange is going to be a movie. That's cool. Yeah. You know, Doctor Strange is one of those characters I thought was always kind of cool. Uh Steve Ditko designed him in 1964 
as kind of a balance because back then magic in comics was really hard. Yeah. So it's really cool that I mean that's such a huge news story for this week that Doctor Strange is finally seeing the light of day. Yeah. Well, and, and it's one of those things that like we never really knew if if cosmic superheroes were going to be hard, which mm-hmm. they were, but Thor made it happen. Um, if that was going to be hard, then Doctor Strange was really going to be out there. Yeah, because, I mean, um, he's dealing with mystics and yeah. crazy things, but he has great villains. Yeah. It's going to be a while, because uh, he said it's it's their plan for Phase 3, which will be post-Avengers 2. Um, but just the idea that they're working on that, I think, is cool. Mm-hmm. I would love for them to, even if he doesn't become a part of, like, the next, the third Avengers movie or anything like that, just the idea that they're going to, with this success, they're going to bring in some of that uh, those other characters and give them a movie, too. Uh, it's just cool. Um, if yeah. only for the fans of that character. Yeah, because I'd like to see him branch out too. Because I mean, how many times they give him a Punisher a chance and Ghost Rider? Yeah. Where someone I think actually Doctor Strange is kind of an interesting, more interesting character. Yeah. Because I mean, he used to be a skilled surgeon until he had an accident, so he couldn't be a surgeon anymore. Magic accident. And. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The one piece of news this week is that uh, the guy who directs Metalocalypse is looking to make a. He's going on to um, <laughs> onto the internet to gather up some movie, some money, because he wants to make a documentary about Superman Lives, which we all, of course, know the story that Kevin Smith tells about his scripts for Superman Lives. But he sort of wants to compile all of the weird stuff that happened trying to make that movie, and all of what Tim Burton was trying to do, um, which I th- I think would be really interesting. I would like to know that story. Um, do you think he'd get Tim Burton to participate in that? Because I don't. Because Tim Burton no. seems like a pretentious dick to me. Yeah. I, even if he did, I don't know. That but I, you know what, Tim Burton, if you want to come on my show and, and sit down for an interview, I'd love to talk to you about <laughs> Ed Wood. Uh, it's one of those things where like, I don't even know. Um, There's a it, really funny picture of Nick Cage in the Superman suit. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I, and he looks if, like, it sounds weird, but do you remember those old like 1920s uh, pictures of like a gangster who was shot and he yes. has like the eyes <laughs> oh, yeah. are like looking the wrong spot. That's it, what it looks it, like. It looks like they photoshopped his mugshot onto <laughs> exactly. like a really awful uh, Superman Like costume. a latex Superman suit. Yeah. Like a like a toy because like, the photo is not in real good shape either. Um, I if, if they did get Tim Burton to talk about it, I wouldn't trust it is what I was trying <laughs> to say. Like I wouldn't really believe that that was the truth of how, you know, like the way that Paul Salmon talked about Ridley Scott not really understanding how Blade Runner like the actual story of how the Blade Runner plot subplots got in there, um, I would imagine Tim Burton is that way, where like Tim Burton just doesn't remember it correctly. Um, but I, I think it's interesting that the internet has been fascinated with that movie for years. Every now and then, though, like those crazy pictures will pop up, like no one's seen them before. Uh, it's just weird. Uh, no, the one piece of news this week is that J.J. Abrams is going to direct Star Wars. Bullshit. <laughs> Don't lie to me, James. No, I mean he has he said, said he wasn't going to do it, man. He said he wasn't going to do it, and now he's saying that he is, which is really cool. I mean, what what's crazy about it though? He literally has to finish Star Trek Into Darkness and then go right into that movie because yeah. Disney's been so aggressive with how they want to release it that he has to start prepping it because yeah. you're talking about effect shots that are going to be you know pretty intense. So yeah. and there's way more fantasy involved. So yeah, it's it's going to be. Sp- Special effects and But I think what also is kind of cool about it, too, is he's such a fan of the original trilogy that I think we might see a return of, you know, practical monsters and, um, you know, actual locations. Yeah, I I think he is the right director for it. Um, I I still am worried about them rushing it. Um, I'm worried that if they if they try to just 
you know, shove it down the pipe so quickly that he doesn't really get enough time to make it his own and really bring all of the things that he values in filmmaking to that movie and like the practical stuff, like the character driven stories, uh, then it might just end up being like the first bad J.J. Abrams movie. I don't know. Also, too, though, I mean, you could take someone like Peter Jackson who loved King Kong. Yeah. And he made a King Kong movie that I think blasphemous yeah. maybe is better than the original yeah so you know you could get that too where you know he's been thinking about it forever he sits down and works with a screenwriter and they have a good idea and then the screenwriter writes it and because he might already have an idea of what he wants to do yeah because if you're if you're a huge fan i think i think you would and he always sort of said like with star trek he wasn't the biggest star trek fan but he said when he made that movie that he he approached it like he was getting to make a star wars movie because he felt like he was never going to get to you know, because at the time that was not ever going to be a possibility. Um, so it is it is kind of neat. And it did always seem like one of those where I was like, well, yeah, if they offered it to him, I'm sure he would take it. Uh, the, uh, Slash Film talked about the fact that, like, it seems weird that he would take on two franchises at the same time. But he's clearly not. He's going to drop Star Trek. Like, that's not he probably won't make another Star Trek movie. Um and somebody somebody tweeted at them, and I love this, and will remember this the rest of my life now, that somebody said, Star Trek is sci-fi, and Star Wars is fantasy, and that is really the the, divi- the dividing line between them, and I think that is, if you take that approach, you understand, like, oh yeah, this is not just him, he's not just going to give us a Star Trek movie, this is going to be different, um, which I think is exciting. Yeah. yeah, and I trust him, and how cool is it going to be to see a bad robot fold by Walt Disney? Oh, shit! <laughs> Oh, and Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm, and, and Lucasfilm, bad robot. I haven't really been following the return of Star Wars since Disney acquired it and yeah. however long ago. Are they are they just going to be calling it Episode 7, 8, 9? Uh, mm-hmm. Well, yes. Uh, they'll have subtitles just like the other ones, um, but we don't know what they are yet. And also, when you said uh, the return of actual, like, kind of physically... Practical. Like, aliens. practical things. Mm-hmm. You mean, like, Hoth and Endor versus Naboo. Yeah, yes. yeah, where you're <laughs> well, not, it's not all like jumping on it's not just green all... boxes and they put sure. stuff in. Well, I, I or, hope or, anyways. Or, or Tauntauns versus Jar Jar. They'll have physical objects to act against. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we hope just, anyways. I hope, yeah. Well, and, you know. I hope that's his approach. Maybe this will be less true because he is coming in so late on, on the project. Um, but he is a master at getting his, his budgets really low so that they can spend money in the right places. Uh, so it means that I think we're going to get a a very pretty movie with with the right kind of special effects in it, like the right amount of special effects and then the right amount of practical stuff, which is not what the prequels are at all. Like that is just green screen. Um, and that needs to not be the way they make that movie. Is there going to be a shitload of lens flare like in Star Trek? Hopefully. <sighs> <laughs> there will be a... I hope there's a lens flare on each lightsaber that just blinds you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't even watch the fight. Dude, lens flares on lightsabers <laughs> would yes. be like a trail. What's going on? I can't see anything. Yeah. Did he kill him? Oh, man. A lightsaber lens flare trail would be sick though there will be there will be an appropriate amount of lens flare an appropriate amount the correct amount you yes. know watching actually uh, in episode one when qui-gon's like they there's that zoom in on qui-gon when he's fighting darth darth oh, ball yeah, there, there is, is a glow oh, yeah. during that, like, the uh, duel of spreads. fates yeah. yeah all right yeah. well even i was watching indiana jones there's a lot of lens flares in uh raiders of the lost ark yeah uh, he he is not he is not the first one to use lens flares. He just he just did a lot of them in Star Trek, yeah. and then now, like like I think it was thirty seconds before somebody took the Star Wars logo and then just put lots of lens flares on it and posted that on the internet. Oh. Like it was, yeah, the, it's unfair for that to be his his 
But there was a lot of it. There was a yes. <laughs> I I don't disagree. There was a lot of it. There will probably be less in Into Darkness, but still. Because if there's it a lot of matter. lens flare in Into Darkness, That's a little, yeah. that would be just too um, ironic. Who cares? It still looks awesome. It looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Benedict, I, I haven't seen anything on with it. A lens flare. <laughs> I, I haven't seen, not seen a single thing on that new Star Trek movie. I, re- I really liked the two or three year ago yeah. one. So. Have you seen the trailer? No, I've oh, seen okay. nothing on it. Zero things. The truth is, that's probably like they're in a different world. That's what I would want. But but that's because I don't follow this stuff as much as you guys, and then I yeah. kind of forget about it for a while. And yeah, like when well, I go when I go to the movies and see like three or four trailers, like the the uh, Washington D.C. Yeah. What, what Olympus has fallen. Olympus has fallen. Now I want to go like look at some more stuff for that movie because that <laughs> looks that looks like a really fun movie. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I just don't follow this stuff. So yeah. There's not a lot out there either. Like there's two trailers and that's it. Yeah, JJ Abrams is really secretive about his movies, yeah. which is good. Anyway, that's news. James has a comic book of the week. What's up, nerds? It's the comics corner. Oh, I do. I do, I do. Um so Parker comes out this week, and for years now I've had um Darwin Cook's adapt comic book adaptation of Richard Starker's Parker series, The Hunter. <laughs> There's a lot of titles here uh, on my list of things I need to read. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were at um, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, and they have the whole series there. Uh, and probably that's just what I'm going to do every time I go. I'll just buy the next in this series because it's great. Um, it it's for one thing, it's published by IDW in these beautiful hardcovers, which is not the first time we've said that about IDW here. Mm. They they make really nice books. Um, have you and, seen their uh, the premium? Uh, site for oh, what's it called it's like idw but they do like they already do deluxe hardcovers now they do super extra deluxe limited edition like oh, only like, made 300 hardcovers they're beautiful oh wow uh are they like um it's like, like idw elite of... or something huh um is it like their version of the ultimate or the what are those uh the watch like yeah, 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 absolute editions absolute, absolute editions yeah. i guess like yeah that. Huh. More expensive, but you, but you get way more yeah. stuff with it. Like it comes with signed artwork, um, certificates, and um, I, yeah, I they're cool. really good. Sorry to derail you. Oh no, no, absolutely. I'm I'm gonna check that out because there's you know like if they do one for lock and key, I will spend stupid amounts of money. I think on they that. did. There's a limited edition lock and key in there. I think. Oh, maybe it was just the first one. I, will, I if they do one of like the whole series when it's done, I yeah, I will spend dumb money on that. Um, anyway. Darwin Cook, if you've never seen Darwin Cook's art, it's gorgeous. I love Darwin he, Cook. Um, mm-hmm. And especially here, because this is you know pretty early, sort of when he came out of um, sort of a, was it animation. Uh, he became a cartoonist. He had a different job. He hasn't been in comics that long, really. Um, and so his art here is a little bit more sort of sketchy, but it's that way on purpose because it's a noir book. Um, it's actually... Uh, Richard Parker is a pseudonym for a, a, diff, a different guy whose name I can't remember, but he's won Academy Awards for things. Um, but basically, Parker is this guy who um, he he's a criminal. And when we first meet him, the first like eight pages of the book, there's no dialogue. It just he's dirty and he's kind of bloody and he's just like going into places and and doing these little scams and con- doing little cons to get enough money to clean himself up and buy a suit. And next thing you know, like he combs his hair and he looks suave again. And you know, that's just all we need to know about this guy just to meet him. Um, and the way, uh, that, that Darwin cook puts in like the actual 
prose from the book and sort of gets you into the mood and gives you that sort of that noir narration is really cool. Uh, I find myself like reading it at work and my break goes by way too fast. And then I'm just, I don't want to stop because it's just, it's so much fun. Um, though he is a total dick to women because <laughs> it is, it is in that old noir style because, and it was written back in the sixties, uh, the original books. Um, but like the first time we meet, he meets this woman. We don't know who she is, but he's telling her like she should just take too many pills and kill herself, uh, which she yes. just which she just does. You know? oh, or nice. like the criminals are just walk into a room and punch a woman and knock her right over, and you're like, oh my god! Like it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, but he's sort of doing it for a reason because he wants you to understand just how sort of gritty and 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 not good people these people are. Uh, but it's a it's a great book. It's gorgeous. The collection is is amazing. Uh, I can't wait to keep reading this series. So go check it out and read that instead of saying Parker uh, <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> there are plenty of ways you can enjoy things that aren't Parker this weekend. I always thought Darren Cook would do a good Batman. I don't know if he's done it, but he'd make it really cool. They had the, I think he did a sketch. There's the New Frontier um, Justice League straight to DVD thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which I guess had his art style. Yeah, so he he's a cool artist. He draw he draws eyes really well, which is a weird thing to say, but it's just true. Like he gets a lot of emotion for how simple his art tends to be. That's about a mean way of saying it, but um, he gets a lot of emotion through uh, his animation. It's I'm pretty great. sure he teamed up with either Jeff Loeb or Tim Sale for something Batman related, but I don't remember where huh. it is. I know he was doing. Uh, he's he's done quite a bit of uh, Rocketeer work, which is great. Yeah, his covers are awesome. His covers for Rocketeer are amazing. This week, we saw Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. <laughs> uh, you're the guest, Dan. Should people go see Hansel and Gretel? Um, are you looking for like a yes or no answer? Uh, yes. Or however you want yes to say it. Yes with you know, a sentence or so. Uh, yes. Um, and I'll say that I. it's not fair to say I was expecting nothing out of the movie, but I yeah. was not expecting anything out of the movie. I didn't know anything about it. I just saw the poster before. Yeah. And I was like, this yeah, this is going to be pretty dumb, but I'll go see it. It'll be, <laughs> yeah. fun. It'll be fun to get out and do a thing with humans. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and uh, that movie was really fun. Nice. Very surprised. Nice. Yeah. James, should people go see Hansel and Gretel? Yeah. They should really go see Hansel and Gretel. You know what's totally awesome? Yeah. It's Hansel and Gretel. You should totally really roll good, the trailer. <laughs> oh, shit. Most people say witches aren't real. This stuff a fairy tale. <laughs> then one day they show up at your door and eat your kids. That's where we come in. My name is Gretel and this is my brother Hansel. We kill witches. What do you do? You drop something. How do you best kill a witch? Start with this. Morning sunshine. Cutting off her head is also quite nice. Hate that one. In the last two weeks, we have five more children taken from us. Children being taken in these numbers, which does not come out in the open like that. Unless she has to. The witch, she killed them. All of them. She gave me a message. That was awesome. Where are the children? There's a place deep in the forest. There'll be many witches. They'll be too powerful. Gretel, I see you got my invitation. I don't think we're hunting witches. I think they're hunting us.
see my signal. You unleash hell. Wait, wait, what's the signal? Oh, it'll be me. Blowing one of these bitches' heads off. Some people will say that not all witches are evil, that's new. That their powers could be used for good. I say burn them all. She looks angry. Yeah, face like that, I'd be angry too. You shut up. Talk about a movie. Okay, so one, you, it has it's, a, it has a lot of um, production companies involved, and the one that really caught my eye was Gary Sanchez Productions because that's Will Ferrell's production company. Mm-hmm. This is Will Ferrell. That doesn't. Maybe it's just Adam McKay or something was doing it. Nope, executive produced by Will Ferrell. And so I'm watching. I said, you know, maybe this movie is a little more goofy. It's a movie that Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter should have been. Yes, amen. Be- because it one. I mean, it takes place in Germany, but Jeremy Renner doesn't have a German accent. It, and it's like it's it it is stupid and it knows it. Like in premise, it is it is dumb and it's it should be a shit film and it knows it. So it it go it just swings for the fences and it's so much fun. Um, yeah, and you know it, it was funny. Did, I didn't yeah, expect it to be funny. It's hilarious. Did you expect it to be funny when we, you see we, the trailer? we were laughing the whole time? Yeah. Oh, no, what I was mean, the other movie that did that recently? We were like, it knows it's. Oh, 21 Jump Street. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it yeah. does it in a different way. Um, because this this is in the same echelon as, like, your Van Helsing movies, you know? And that's kind of what I was expecting. But uh, this uh, tonally, I think, is is just great. Uh, and it's just when, fun. You when, know, so. when Gretel first shows up, and the first thing she says, like, there's there's a scene where... Um, they're gonna burn this witch, and they don't. She obviously is not really a witch, and the, the sheriff is a douche. Um, and Gretel shows up with a gun to his head, and the first thing we hear her say as an adult is, um, "Let let her go, otherwise I'm gonna blow your brains all over these fucking hillbillies." And it's hilarious. <laughs> like they they feel like they are teleported out of a different time. You know, I mean, they're running around with like shot, basically shotguns and repeating crossbows and stuff like that in ye olde times, and it's just her personality is great. Yeah, because you know, we made the the comment that one of the things I love is strong women characters. Yeah, and in this one, she is never safe; she always saves herself. Um, there's a part where they become separated, and she's resourceful and. Yeah. kills things and it's just cool well and it even starts that way like the flashback at the beginning when, when they're kids um she is the one who like finds a nail and picks herself free and gets the knife and stabs the witch and mm-hmm. and you know they 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 help each other like it's unfair to act like hansel does nothing um they both I, they both kick ass in their own ways yeah and i think the movie doesn't even totally realize that this is a movie about gretel um because like the narration is done by hansel mm-hmm. even though we hear the 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 haunt the the Gretel version of the narration is in the trailers, so I don't know why they switched that. Um, but and and like at the end, she does she gets captured and stuff like that. But but she's not the damsel in distress at all. Like she is mm-hmm. badass. Uh, and you know, there's man. there's really funny, clever parts. You know, the part uh, the part that I thought was kind of funny too is they're in the bar, and that one guy who's been cursed by the witch comes in, oh. and he's going to say something. And there's like an Uber fan who loves yeah. Hansel and Gretel. He takes all their newspaper clippings out. And Hansel recognizes what's happening to this guy. So he pulls the kid in front of him. And the dude blows up and blood and guts everywhere. And <laughs> so he doesn't get <laughs> drenched. Yeah. Uh, and then it cuts to Gretel. And she says, the 
something something oh, spelling. I the, fucking hate that one. <laughs> yeah, the hung, hunger for crawling creatures or something like yeah. that. I fucking hate that one. Every so, every time they say fuck in this movie, it is perfect. Yeah. Like it is the funniest time you've ever heard the word you know, fuck. In and a movie. how clever is when they you know they go back to the childhood house where the, you know the witch took them, and you know Jeremy <laughs> Renner comes, uh, Hansel comes down, and he says, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. And then he goes into this house, and then Gretel shows up and says, and she says basically the same thing. Yeah. And what makes it funny is because it's such a cliche in movies. Yeah. That they recognize it and that they say these really off the wall comments about it yeah. and, and and i thought the makeup was really good on uh the witches yeah it was really interesting it's oh, yeah, yeah it's pretty cool um i will say famke jensen i i don't think i've ever seen famke jensen well no i guess she does kind of in, in golden eye but I, I, this is the first time I, I really feel like as a villain she has been just asked to chew scenery uh, and i don't think she's real good at it what about last stand famke jensen in the last stand x-men 3 Oh, in that one. I don't think she's oh. chewing scenery there. I don't <laughs> She's not very good, but she I don't think that they went to her and was like, "No, we really want you to like really be over the top." Like she's supposed to be brooding and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I guess that's the only weak. I mean, she, her character design I, was cool and she looked cool. Yeah. But yeah, you expect that villain to be a little more, you know, I, you know, I, yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. You expect her to kind of be the wicked witch of the west and Yes, have if they that, had gone like that, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, um, I mean, she's okay. I mean, the character design's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, oh, but the thing, Brad, because you didn't see it, Brad. This movie is super gory, and like every time you want to see, like they're gonna do something, like have a troll crush somebody's head, you see it because there's a troll in this movie <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, and was he half? I think he was half CGI and half practical. Yeah, because he looked like he was. Well, well yeah, like at one point he's on the ground and she runs up and is touching him and it, yeah. it doesn't, it, you know, she's like touching well, a thing. His yeah. whole his whole face is definitely pretty practical. Yeah, it looks like uh, those 1980s practical yeah. monsters, <laughs> like kind of puppet. And it, he's not as good as I, I I would want him to be if it were a big budget film. Like he, his face isn't as, as quite as articulate, you know, like his mo- his nose doesn't jiggle or anything. He reminded me a lot of um, the, ba- the bad guy, like the big Nazi from Rocketeer who's like, you know where mm. is it? The rocket. That guy. He kind of reminded me of that. Just a big, I think a he looks cooler than any of the giants I saw in Jack the Giant Slayer trailer. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, well, I mean, he's a troll. He's not that big, but yeah. Uh, as far as the, the character design, yeah, yeah you're right. Um, and a and a really cool, like a kind of smart plot element. There yeah. That that they reveal. I mean, this movie's got a lot of exposition and rules like that that they that they kind of hand out clunkily, you know. Um, but. The, the, basically, you find out that the you find out that the trolls serve all these witches, and where that goes, and the fact that he is this troll who, yeah, he works for the witches, but he's actually kind of nice, and he just doesn't have any other choice. Like he's really cool. Like I like that guy, Edward. And let's not forget about the handicapped witch that Jeremy Renner kicked off the side of a mountain and shot like five times. <laughs> yes, oh, there's a there's a witch with no legs at the end. Uh, who is clearly a woman with no legs and she's, dressed like a witch. And she's pulling on his leg and he just kicks her off the cliff and shoots her and obliterates her. <laughs> what kind of message does that send? <laughs> I don't care. It was cool. Um, yeah, man. The, uh, you know, the movie's still dumb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. I mean, don't. But, don't. <laughs> but you can but, be dumb as long as you're fun. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 a lot of fun. it's yeah. easily the most fun I've had in the theater all year. 
you know, in the last three weeks. That sounds like my 21 Jump Street moment from last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, you're right. It, it, it probably won't be in my top ten at the end, but man, did it make for a really but, fun night. But again, it's a movie that recognizes what it is, and it just goes with it. Instead of, you know, trying to be serious like yeah. Abraham Lincoln, yeah. Vampire Hunter, you know, you just go with it. Who cares that these guys have American accents and they're in Germany and... Well, and you know, un- unlike Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, it knows what what things it needs to show you, what things you want out of it, um, and it pacing wise is spot on. Like the movie's like eighty three minutes long. Yeah, it's like, really it's, short. Oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, I, for, it's like bang zippy. for you know, as far as length for your dollar, you're not getting much here. Um, but that's okay because at all times, like they're starting a new scene. The status quo is a little bit different. Like this is the you know. This is where we're going to get to see the this part. You know, we're going to get to see like, oh, here's these guys out in the woods and they're all going to get killed by witches and then we'll know what witches are like. Um, so it's always doing something new and changing and stuff like that. And, and, and having that kind of a pace on a movie like this, I think, is really important because if you uh, if you give it a lot of breathing room, then we all remember how stupid what we're watching is. Mm-hmm. Um, and this never lets you do that. Yeah, they, they never showed me anything I didn't want to see. Yeah, it, it was just it was. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. There was. I there was never was, bored. Yeah, I mean, because even like the things that are dumb, like when you spoilers, uh, but we're in that part of the show when you find out things like that Gretel is a, sort of a witch or like their mom was a witch or stuff like that. That exposition, which is dumb, and I don't care or whatever. It goes by so fast because yeah. they treat it like clunky exposition and just get through <laughs> it. That I, it was like okay, whatever. That's where we are now. Now we're gonna watch them fight some more witches, and it's gonna be cool. Um which is great. That's what the movie needed to be. Um, your, your point about how it feels like Hansel and Gretel were kind of pulled out of time into this other time. Uh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's really like, yeah, they, they, they look in place, but they seem so out of place that it's very, uh, like they're, it's really fun to watch them interact with all these other people. Yes. Yeah, like their so. characters are tonally very different. So like they walk around and refer to people as fucking hillbillies and shit like that. Yeah, it, it's because not. It's, it's almost like they just look down on these peons because um, they're running around with like tasers that they made in their backyard or something. Like literally, yeah, there's it, a taser in the film. It's got all these screws and nuts and bolts. Like, and, yeah. And again, having like these characters from a different period, it could be either really jarring or or really interesting. And it was it was interesting, but I yeah. didn't even think about that until you brought it up. So that's yeah. a good point. Thank you. You're so welcome. There's stop, also a naked chick in it. Oh yeah. yeah, there is that one. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's boobs in there is more boobage in this movie than Texas Chainsaw. No, you see what? like you see like one. Nudity report. Like one and a half. I think the other yeah. <laughs> one point four. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. It's an okay boob. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's no it's yeah, that one boob it's pretty alright. <laughs> then there's critiquing all the nudity and <laughs> Absolutely. The, that scene though is pretty boobage funny. on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> that scene though is pretty funny because at that point, we were talking about this in the car, like, Hansel and Gretel have been separated since there was this attack on the town. Like, Hansel gets not, or Hansel gets pulled out into the forest and goes on a different adventure, and Gretel st- wakes up in this house where the fanboy is touching her boobs. Um, and she immediately runs out into the forest and is looking for Hansel, trying to make sure he's okay and everything. Uh Hansel wakes up in a tree. The pretty girl is down there. He drops out of the tree and he goes have se- and have has sex with the pretty girl, like in the water. And Hell you're like, yeah. wait, Hansel, your well, si- last time you saw your sister, she got blasted through a door well, well, and might well. be dead. Well, let's also say that Gretel had some porridge in between. So that's true. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she did didn't she, immediately. She fueled go up look for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he knows she can take care of herself. He's like, yeah, she'll be okay. Um, 
but it was just funny because at one point I realized like, oh, because he ends up showing up at that house, mm-hmm. um, which is where they end up meeting back up. And I was like, why did you go to this house and not go looking for Gretel? Like, how did this happen? But didn't matter. It, was just, matter. it was just a here. Here's where they meet back up. Here's another plot element. Uh, some of the plot like mishaps and like, well, why why did they both just end up at the house? I don't even care because it was fun. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. They fall into a hole. They <laughs> find some witch stuff. Yeah. Like ah, and then they shoot witches. It's great. It's, it's better good. than Van Helsing, for sure. I I, 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 I kind of like Van Helsing. I, you know, you're, we've seen that the last couple of weeks. I think I'm going to watch it this week. I have not seen it in years. If you watch it this week, you will probably be like James, you're an idiot. No, I and then I, I will probably it. rewatch it and go, I'm probably an idiot. But I kind of remember being like, that's fun. It's got yeah. Kate Beckinsale. I like Stephen Summers. That's why. It's yeah. the only probably the only reason I like that movie. Um. Anyways. Made me really love Gemma Arterton. I want to see her in more stuff because she is good. She is. Thanks for stopping by, Dan. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having You're me. Always this, welcome. This was a fun thing. Always we, welcome. We is there anything we didn't touch on that you like to get off your chest? Um, no. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have like a blog or a website or anything. Um, oh, so, sh- sorry. Oh, sorry. Director of Dead Snow, which is that zombie. Uh, nah, uh, yeah. It's all right. No, I, we've talked about it on the show. I'm mm-hmm. surprised that that's what that's the guy who made. He's this a movie. Norwegian director. I know that. Oh, oh, Norwegian making Hustle and Gretel movies. That's mm-hmm. funny. So, you have so nothing to pimp. Nothing to pimp. Sam's Club. No. Let's not talk about I don't know. I, I, if there's any yeah. website I'm I'm at, it's just somethingawful.com. I'm a something awful forums member. But whatever. Is there uh, a fun website you like to go to? That's not uh, yours. Google.com. <laughs> uh, Google recommended pictures of nude ladies. Nice, <laughs> nice. That's my favorite website. <laughs> it's, it's Google.com. Dot, dot .apx. It's, it's a streaming video. <laughs> <laughs> oh mercy! All right. All right. So like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us, Real Nerds, Real Nerds at gmail dot com. Tweet us, Real underscore Nerds. Visit our website, Real dot com. You can stream us on Stitcher Radio. Make us your favorite radio station. Thanks for listening. Next week, we are seeing... What the fuck are we seeing next week? I always forget. Kevin Smith and a Bullet to the Brain. Oh, yeah. Bullet, bullet to, to the, the Head. Bullet to the Head is... No, that's not next week. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. So, uh, the show might be up a little later um, because we're seeing Kevin Smith on Friday night. So, yeah. it might be like a day late if you're listening to this and you know yeah. you, you wait on pins and needles for our <laughs> next episode. But you're, it's Bullet to the Brain, so you'll just be listening to bullet hear to the talk head. about stuff. It's really make Monday your download day. Monday, it's probably... You just wait for Monday. You're more yep. likely to not be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin yeah. Smith and Bullet to the Head. Yeah. Until next time, the real nerds wish you a very happy week. Whatever. Go see movies. Movies are great. This is why we just have to start recording and then just let it go so that there's always just nonsense at the beginning. I know, I especially like with James on the show because he loves to just keep on talking so I can't start I it. Do, I just do. a rolling start. I do. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, officially the unofficial podcast at Denver Comic-Con. Did you know that every ticket purchased helps educate children in socioeconomically challenged communities in Denver, Boulder, and other area schools by providing an accredited after-school program for students to learn to read through comic books? Just so you know that when you buy comic books, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, we, I, did, we did get two new reviews on iTunes this week. Oh, yeah. Like, written reviews? 
No, like oh. people rated us. We got one star and five stars. Wait, yeah. there was a one star? Yeah, so oh, we're funny. at we're we're four and a half stars right now, boys. Hey, four and a half stars, pretty good. That is really that good. one star was probably from Kevin Burke. The fucking asshole. oh yeah, someone definitely hates us, and that's all your fault, James. Yeah, thanks. I made us hate. Fans. Get over, get over yourself. Seriously, man, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Not everybody has to subscribe to your fanboy delusions of the 100% tomato meter score. I just don't want anyone to say anything bad about Batman. Bill Mosley, too. <laughs> it's Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley wrote, wrote in his name as like fucking Kevin Burke. It's actually funny that Ani Girl wrote how nice Bill Mosley was <laughs> <laughs> today uh, or a couple days ago on her uh, on her little thing she does oh, that's for funny. feature films. I'm sure he is, is really nice. I, I don't not like Bill Mosley. I really don't. I just he, don't give a he, shit what he, he thinks d- about He doesn't me. like you. Yeah. Because I was such a dick. Oh, man. All right. Let's try this again. I know. I would try it, but he, like, he says a sentence, and he keeps on adding like one more word James does. So it's really hard to keep on talking. And I already did a great intro, but I have to call Brad him. thought yeah, he was like, I <laughs> funny joke from Ryan. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Son of a bee.